Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Seeds of Wisdom with Minister Joseph McGowan, um, otherwise known as Minister Jay to some. Um, I want to talk to you about something that is very controversial in the church today. Um, something that um, people on both sides of the spectrum feel very, very strong about. Um, and that's women in the pulpit, women leadership, whether it be pastors, ministers, preachers, any of those things. There are uh, quite a few people who feel as though women don't belong in those positions, that women don't have a right to preach or to be pastors over men and so on and so forth. Um And so I hope that in this message, I'm able to spread some light and shed some truth on the subject. Um, Now, you have a right to believe what you will concerning the Gospels. There are some people who believe every stitch of the Bible is true and and infallible in its literal translation, uh, in, in its literal state. Um, for example, if it says don't do this, then you don't do this. And if you don't do that, then you don't do that. But I find that the very self-same people who are so fervent in believing uh, in one thing seem to miss the mark in other areas. Uh, for example, you may say, oh, no, it's a wrong thing to have a woman in the pulpit and yet the Bible teaches you that it's wrong to be judgmental or to talk about your brothers and sisters or to lie or to steal or to kill and all of these things like that. But we find people in very uh, various different ways committing all manner of sin that the Bible says you're not supposed to do. And yet people will reject a minister or a pastor based on her gender and not based upon the spirit of God, not based upon the anointing, not based upon the word that comes out of her mouth. The first thing I want to bring to the table is this. The Bible says that in the end times, God will pour out his spirit on all flesh. On all flesh. He doesn't mean just on male flesh or anything like that. He doesn't mean just on preachers and, and, and apostles and bishops and so, all flesh. Now, I don't know about you, but I know it's that very spirit that is poured out on all flesh that causes us to preach and teach the gospel. It's that very spirit that gives us the unction to say what says the Lord. So it only stands to reason to me that if the spirit is poured out on all flesh, 
then the ability to speak God's word, to to teach his wisdom, to hear a word, a message from God and relay that message to God's people belong to all people who are mind enough and of spirit enough to receive that which God has so graciously poured out. So that's something to think about. Why would God pour his spirit out on all flesh and only allow some people to be influenced by what he has poured out? But all women aren't supposed to preach and women aren't supposed to teach and they're not supposed to pastor. Another thing I would like to point out is this. And I'll give you some examples um, of women in leadership positions momentarily. But the next thing I want to point out is this. We have seen over the course of history how man after man after man has preached the gospel fervently, has spoken what thus saith the Lord with vigor and power and and reflection and all of these things. And yet we find them having multiple sex partners, a wife and a girlfriend and a mistress. You find them having uh, a wife, but yet they've got a boyfriend on the side or or they uh, may not have a wife at all and they may prefer to sleep with men or uh, even worse, you have some men out there that are, are molesting little children, little boys and little girls, so on and so forth. And yet, we want to criticize a woman who may live her life according to the scriptures, whose husband may be the head over their house, even though they're called to the ministry, um, who may be uh, doing everything that she can to lift up uh, the people of God and to uh, spread the gospel to those who might want to know and, and uh, be able to um, help teach people how to have a closer relationship with God. And yet people want to reject them because their gender It doesn't seem right to me that that can be. The fact of the matter remains that for some people, and more and more in today's age, we'll find this. That men are so consumed with their egos and trying to be the next great preacher and the next uh, great pastor and the next uh, mega church owner and all of these things like that and don't have a lick of anointing. But you'll find a woman who is sensitive to the spirit of God, who prays fervently, who fasts, um, who who gives and who uh, hears the voice of the Lord and 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 knows what God is saying. And we won't hear because she's a woman. But we'll follow after these men that have no anointing, no presence, no power whatsoever. Only thing they have is an eloquent way of speaking. Having the appearance of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Mercy, God. Oh. <sighs> 
Finally, I want to offer you some examples. Because what I find is this. Whereas Paul may have said in Timothy that he does not suffer a woman to to preach or to be a leader over a man and all of these things, because after all, the man is the head over the woman. What we have to recognize and understand is that this was at a time where the world was very much dominated by men. Granted, yes, God put the man as the head of the household. Yes, the man is in authority, but when the man does not operate in his authority, then who is left to handle the job but his helpmeet? You have to understand something. When that scripture was written, because a lot of people go back to that scripture, they don't recognize that at the time that that scripture was written, women were not allowed to hear the word directly from the man of God. They weren't allowed to sit at the forefront of the church to hear what the word has to say for themselves, but rather they had to sit in the back of the church and be quiet. That was a religious choice, not a spiritual choice, not a God-given choice. That was uh, a spirit of religiosity that caused women to have to do that. But yet we find in the Bible several examples. Deborah, a judge over, over Israel. We find that Esther was a queen who gained influence to save an entire nation. Not to mention Tamar, not to mention Mary, who was the first one to carry the word. A woman who God placed his divine holy son into to be birthed out. Let's mention Mary Magdalene who served, which that's what minister means, to serve. She served Jesus by putting spike nard in his hair and by washing his feet with her tears and drying them off with her hair in humility and submission. He ministered to the Lord. One of the most profound examples I have of a woman in ministry, and which is very much indicative of our Lord and Savior, because we have to be mindful that there are some things that were not exactly written that you can tell based upon the character of God. In the personage of Jesus Christ. And here's one of those such examples that I'll leave you with. The woman at the well. A Samaritan woman who God was uh, who Jesus was not supposed to talk to. And yet he finds himself at the well when she comes to draw.
And after having a conversation with this woman, he was not really supposed to talk to. Because Jews were not supposed to talk to Samaritans. And as they talk, he begins to tell her to reveal her sin to her. And to let her know that there will come a day where they will worship the God, worship the Lord your God, the spirit and in truth. That there will be a day where she will request this living water. And that upon receiving it, that she will never thirst again. This to a woman he was not supposed to talk to. Who this was not even, who these options weren't even supposed to be offered to. And yet he speaks of them. And when he reveals the woman's sin. She goes and she begins to tell people about Jesus and what all he done for her. You see, they'll say that there were never, never any women preachers in the Bible. But here this woman is preaching the message of Jesus Christ to others. And the word of God says, and people and many believed at her saying. You see, this is the process that I find that happened. Jesus made himself available so that she can begin to talk with him. And as they conversated and began to talk. Jesus began to show her her sin. And then Jesus, as he began to show her her sin, he also began to show her her need for salvation, her need for change. And after showing her these things and offering her the water of life, Her life was affected so profoundly that she ran off and she told others. And because of what she said, people believed on Jesus Christ. And I want you to understand that this is not a process that was just simply something for her. But this is the process by which every minister, every pastor, Every preacher goes through at some point in time in their lives. Our sin is revealed to us. Jesus is revealed to us. And then our sin is revealed to us. And we finally see that our need to have salvation. That we are as of filthy rags. And because of that fact, we need a savior. And then we are offered that savior. In the personage of Jesus Christ, the living water that flows from a spring, from a well that will never run dry. And for those of us who accept the message and accept the call on our life, we go out 
And we speak and we preach and we tell people about the gospel of Jesus Christ and who he is and what all he's done for us and why we've come into this salvation and why we have such great love for him in hopes that they might come to believe and, 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 and know who Jesus is for themselves. The very same process this, that this woman, this Samaritan woman, underwent and let us not forget that for those of us who are not Jews this was a gospel a message that at one point in time was not afforded to us but was only for the chosen people and yet we find ourselves in a place where we can receive the water of life that we can receive salvation and that we could talk to God for ourselves and be heard. And that we can go out and speak and preach the gospel to those who will hear it and come to understand. And thereby believe on the personage of Jesus Christ. It's the same process. Let's not forget that even Jesus followed the orders of a woman at one point in time. Because if he had not, he would have never turned water into wine at the wedding. But it's because of his mother's instruction that he performed his first miracle, though it was not his time. But he was obedient to his mother, a woman. People I have never seen in the Bible where Jesus said that a woman should not preach or teach or be in leadership. I have never seen in the Bible where Jesus said that a woman did not have the right to tell anyone about who he is and what he's done for them. But it was Jesus who was born of a woman, who followed the instructions of his mother, who brought the message to the Samaritan woman that she went out and spoke and people believed. It was Jesus that told Mary Magdalene to go and tell everyone that he had returned. God chose Deborah. God gave Esther favor. God gave Tamar wisdom. God gave Mary the divine instruction to anoint Jesus' head. And it was the Holy Spirit that touched her, that caused her to come to him in humility and wash his feet with her tears and dry them with her hair. Women throughout the Bible, though it was a male-dominated world, have been used for God's glory.
it should be no surprise that women in today's day and age where they are able to receive the word for themselves and where they are able to rightly devise the word of truth for themselves and they are able to get the message directly from the man or the woman of God that they would be able to preach and teach as well as prophesy. Remember, when he spoke of the fivefold ministry gifts, he gave some apostles and prophets and pastors and teachers and evangelists. Not some men, but some, which denotes no specific gender. And again, that his spirit would be poured out on all flesh. That young men and women shall see visions and dream dreams. Believers, it is my understanding from studying the Gospels and from hearing for the Lord from the Lord from myself that I recognize and I understand that there are some things that are time based and some things in the Bible that are timeless. Women not being able to preach was time-based, based on a time where they weren't able to be equipped to adequately carry the gospel. But what is timeless is that at some time, God will pour out his flesh on all, uh, pour out his spirit on all flesh, rather. that the veil was rent in two, which caused us to be able to go to God for ourselves, male and females. And I truly believe that at some point in time, especially if a man is struggling, it's the job of the help me to take over and do that which he's not able to do until he's able to do it again. I believe wholeheartedly that some women are just as anointed to preach and teach the word because God wants us to be equally yoked. And why would he give a man of God, a woman who couldn't help promote the gospel that he devotes his life to? A woman can be in a leadership position and still honor her husband as head, as the head. A woman can teach a man and still respect him as a man. And to say that they can't do either of these things is a travesty towards women and a travesty towards the gospel itself. Because after all, if Jesus can use a woman for his glory, why can't we accept her? And allow her to use the gifts, the talents, and the abilities that God has so richly given her. Believers, I pray that the truth is revealed to those who don't see it. That if in any way I am wrong about what I've said, that the Holy Spirit ministers to me and tells me the truth. But again, I believe that this truth was God inspired and God given. That Lord that the Lord revealed the mysteries of his gospel concerning women. 
and had showed me the truth. And I pray that he'll do the same for you. There's going to be some who won't like this message, and that's fine. But to those of you who have a mind to think, an ear to hear and a heart to receive that which God has to say on this subject, I pray that if you didn't believe women could preach before, that it helps you to see the truth. And if you already believe that they were anointed and appointed, I pray that it only reinforces and confirms confirms your belief. In all things, I pray that the truth is revealed to all believers that we can come to know the mysteries of the gospel and the truth of God's word for ourselves. That we don't perish from the lack of knowledge. May the Lord God bless you. This is another Seeds of Wisdom with Minister Jay from the Vineyard True Vine Ministries. May the blessings of the Lord our God and his steadfast love be with your spirit. <laughs>